this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Jay Allen Show. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. Well, I have to tell you, it seems like it's been a long time since we last spoke, but, you know, we speak from a week-to-week basis, twice a week on this show. At least that's the way that it normally goes. But as you know, as we go through the things and talk about everything that is going on inside of the world, I told you a long time ago that from time to time, I would actually jump out and talk about other things that were just not related to safety. But I don't know if this really falls into that category. I know that we talk about a lot about organizational safety, but I reached out and I've been looking into a subject matter quite often as of late related to, you know, safety and when it comes to actually identity theft and all that kind of fun stuff. So we got something really special for you today. So most of us equate identity theft with suspicious activity on your credit card. Um, they send a new card to, you know, the person that's trying to do the identity theft. And you need to worry about, you need to also worry about this whole thing with your home. And I think we've talked about this over the last several weeks. So we reached out to a subject matter expert to talk about this a little bit. So I asked a friend, my friends at Home Title Lock, if they could actually send me someone just to be able to actually talk about this. And they did actually find someone who is a home title thief to be able to explain exactly how the crime works. So I thought that this would be an interesting thing. So CNBC's American Greed calls my guest one of the most prolific identity thieves ever, which is why he knows this is why now he actually helps out the FBI and Secret Service when it comes to all this information. So what I would like to do is for you to sit back today and listen to this and enjoy the conversation that I actually recorded with Matthew Cox about this all-important information. So take a listen right now. Let me know what you think. Tell me if you like this kind of episode, and we'll go from there. So sit back, take a listen now to what's going on today on The Jay Allen Show. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. I mean, because I am not familiar with this whole thing. I mean, I'm not familiar with how the whole, how this whole thing started for you. What led you down this path? What led you down to this portion where... You looked at this and said, okay, this is something that I can do from a digital standpoint in regards of essentially getting on people's titles. Oh, um, I mean, you know, for me, like a lot of people, they just stumble into it. If maybe you have some real estate experience or if you're a scammer, like I I know of scammers that have done it uh, and they eventually, you know, you just figure it out. For me personally, I, I owned a mortgage company at one point and I was in the industry so I very quickly, you know, put it together because it's just not super. Well, there, it's some in some ways it's super sophisticated, in other ways it's not. So there's very simple ways to, to do it, but it's really something pretty much anybody can do. Unfortunately, like you think you're protected, everybody thinks their title is protected, and it's just not. Like I could easily go and take the title to your house and create a, a document and transfer it to myself. And then you might think, okay, well, yeah, but I still have a mortgage on that property. I can satisfy the mortgage. That's not a problem. But, but how, so because you were inside of the mortgage industry and you started making these discoveries, how did you realize that you could satisfy the mortgage? And it'd be kind of just really like a paper transaction in regards of getting it done. Well, because all, because all mortgages are, are paper trans, transactions. So the, the only thing is, you know, how do you get away f- with the money? And that's just a matter of figuring out identity theft and, um, stealing identities and, and creating 
um, creating the documents that are associated with that. I mean, look, it, it's like identity. Okay. Title fraud is a much easier crime than credit card fraud. Really? Much easier. And credit card, credit card um, fraud does not seem to be that difficult. And if you're telling me this is easier now, I'm definitely going to have a small panic attack as you're hanging out with me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely um, easier in my opinion. So, I mean, really, in everybody's opinion, anybody who's been involved in it looks at it. And even the law enforcement's opinion is like, it's just that they're not used to dealing with it. That the courts, you know, you got to think there's so much title or so much credit card fraud, even though this is a crime that is constantly, it, that is is being committed more and more often. You know, most people, people understand what credit card fraud is. They don't really understand what what title fraud is. So the moment that you get, so let's say, for instance, you would look up my title, you're, you're able to find it, you get added on to the title. What do you do next? Like, what is so, your portion to, 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 once you jump onto it? I mean, I, once I, once I would create the document, which would have you transferring the title to me, um, I would go, call like the simplest way is just to call some hard money lenders, like some, in, some lenders, some basic guys that lend at high interest rates. And then they come by and they, they look at the house. Maybe they do an appraisal. Usually they just walk the, go walk around the house and say, and look at the comparable sales in your area. And they say, hey, this property is worth, you know, this property is worth $200,000 and I'll lend you $130,000 on it. And then we have a closing. I go to the closing. They cut me a check. I deposit it into my bank account. And now you have a mortgage on your house, which isn't even in your name anymore. It's in my name. And so when they start to foreclose on you, I'm, I'm long gone by then. So what about the misconception that people have that homeowner's insurance is actually going to cover them for this? Oh, no, no. Homeowner's insurance isn't covered. Homeowner's insurance covers you for fires. You know, they cover you if someone breaks in your house. Like this isn't something that's covered in your homeowner's insurance. Well, I think, that, I think it's funny on how you start chuckling about it because you know that that's a misnomer for most people that they're just like, oh, my homeowner's right. insurance should take care of this. Yeah. I, well, unfortunately, you know, I, it, it's, it's. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously I have a criminal mentality. I, I, I suffer for antisocial disorder. Um, so, yeah, I, I have inappropriate responses to what most people are completely offended by. And most people like it. It makes me laugh that people think they're protected, that people think, oh, my my no, no, no. My my deed to my house is locked up in a vault somewhere or, you know, and, you know, it's just it's not. And and. There's really no way to protect it with the exception of having someone, you know, like like home title lock monitor your title. That's the only way to protect your title. Like right. it, it's public information. They can't stop me from searching public information and getting your property. There's, you know, they can't do it. So by law, I'm allowed to one, go downtown, look up everything on your property. I'm they have to give me copies of it. Then if I create a fake document and go satisfy, I mean, and then go file it with public records, they have to allow me to do that. They, they can't stop me. Like public records does not call anyone to verify anything. It's a recording system. And then of course I now own your house and I can now go borrow against your house. It's, it's all perfectly, it's a perfect crime. It's really a great crime. I mean, if you have to commit a crime, like if I, if someone said, Hey, what crime would you go out and commit again? It would, it, would, it would definitely be title fraud. It's so easy. Within 30 days, I could borrow half a million dollars or a million dollars on your house. And even if your house is worth 200000 then I'll just borrow multiple mortgages. But by the, the time, old, by, by the time that like the, the homeowner would catch it, 
you're like you oh, said I'm, earlier, you're long gone. But this could be months away before this actually occurs, where they actually even know that anything has happened. Is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. So now you're the homeowner and you're being foreclosed on by two or three different lenders. And here's the thing: even if you caught it, and I'm already gone, you think, okay, well, I caught it. I can fix this. Well, how? Are you a real estate attorney? Do you have the money to hire a real estate attorney? That that's the great thing is like with a service like Home Title Lock. Well, the, the nice thing about about them is that they'll provide you with an attorney. They'll fix all these things for you. Like even if you said, hey, I found out this is what's happened. Even if they caught me, you think law enforcement's going to help you. Law enforcement's not going to help you. That's not their job. They caught me. They'll prosecute me. You still have to deal with the court system to try and fix these this damage. You have to hire an attorney. Do you have 20 or 25 or 30 grand? What if it's $100,000 to fix it? What if some of the lenders actually start fighting? I stole a house one time. One time I didn't even transfer the mortgage on the house. I just moved in this guy's rental property. I create, I got a fake ID in his name. I satisfied the loans on his house. I then borrowed 400 was it $450,000? It was over $400,000 on his property in his name. So how does he, he's now got to explain to the police, no, no, it wasn't me. So you have to explain it's not you. You have to convince the lenders that you didn't do it. You have to hire an attorney. He had to do all of these things to try and fix the damage that I caused. I'm gone with the 400000 I'm not answering any questions. So he had to get an attorney. That's the great thing about Home Title Lock is that they'll get you the attorney. They'll pay for all that. Well, let me ask the question there because you said that to an extent you stole his identity to be able to do some of the aspects of it. So when people say all of a sudden, what about my identity, like common identity services, you know, identity theft services, that shouldn't they cover a portion of this because you, you started off by stealing his identity? Yeah, but no, they're not going to cover their, like they're set up. So if someone steals your credit card, they're set up to deal with the credit cards. They're set up with, they're not going to fix. They may try and deal with the lenders, but then they, you still have the problem with the court system. They're, you're in foreclosure. I don't think that they would pay off your mortgages anyway. I don't think they'd get you an attorney. They're, most likely they will contact the lender. If the lender says, no, no, we're going to foreclose. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? You know, that you have to hire an attorney. You have to fix this somehow. Otherwise you lose your house and people lose their houses. In New York, there was a huge rash of people filing false documents on um, elderly people's homes and then going through the court, the, the legal process of foreclosing on a home that they didn't even really have a, a mortgage on. But these are older people. They don't know what's going on. They don't have the money to hire an attorney. They're confused. They lost their houses. This is something that happens. Or you simply find your house and transfer the title to your house. So let's say you have a piece of property a rental property or something. You don't live there. I, I transfer the warranty deed out of your name into my name. I satisfy any mortgages you have on the property. I put it up for sale and I sell it. You find out when you drive by that property three months later and you notice someone's living in your rental property that you thought was abandoned. But now there's three kids playing in the front yard kicking a soccer ball. How do you fix that? You can't. You have to have a service that will hire an attorney, will contact with, you know, they'll, they'll sue the title companies. They'll you know, they, they'll go through the process of rectifying this situation. So simply even even, know, even knowing what happened isn't enough. You have to have some service that will protect you, you know. So, so, what, about, so what about title insurance? I, I know that in the state that I live in, title insurance is normally required when you're actually doing a mortgage. Would that do anything in regards right, to that? Or they, or they would have to know the problem already existed. 
No, title insurance is great. Title insurance, when you go to close, title insurance promises you. They say, we insure you. We're, we're insuring up to this moment that the property has no liens on it. So there's nothing wrong with your title up to the day you close. Now, once you close, three days later, I can then get four mortgages on your property, take the money and leave. Title insurance has already expired. It expires the day you close. So people think, oh, I have title insurance. You, yeah, but it expired. It, it said we're covering up you today. Well, as soon as you buy the house, now you're, you're not covered anymore. Amazing. So, so when do, so at what point during your career did you discover this? Like how many years ago are we talking? I mean, as of the recording, we're in 2021, but I'm just trying to figure out when did you come, when did you see this and how it worked? I mean, you're saying that you think of things differently. So how did it come about to you where you're like, okay, this makes sense. And this is the first time I'm going to give it a try. Well, I started doing it in 2000, 2000 and, and I think 2001 now, what was it, 2000? Late 2000, early 2001 was the first time I started, I actually began transferring titles. And eventually I was caught by the FBI. I was sent it, given like three years probation. And then I just started, com- then, then I just started committing fraud, doing it nonstop. I think the FBI said I did 109 houses in Tampa, Florida. Uh, well, that, that's it. not too far from where I'm at. <laughs> no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, uh, I did, so there was 11 and a half million there. So my mortgage company did 40 million. Then when the secret, when the FBI showed up to arrest me, I went on the run and I committed another three and a half million dollars worth of mortgage fraud just on titles, just doing exactly this. All I did was find houses, transfer the title, borrow money against it. I wouldn't borrow one mortgage. I'd borrow four or five mortgages. So, so let me just ask the question when the market crashed and were you already caught by 2008 when the market crashed or not? yet? I was caught in late, like in late 2000, uh, 2006. So I'm, I was sitting in prison watching the entire market collapse. Okay. You know, I did 13 years. I got out and, uh, home title lock contacted me and said, look, we want to start consulting with you and see if we can, how we can stop this problem. And, you know, they figured out how to, how to monitor the systems and come up with the software to monitor all of the county records throughout the United States. And then, of course, they have the added protection of saying, hey, if something happens, we'll hire an attorney, and give you an advocate to correct all these issues. And then they consulted with me on, you know, just like how many additional things are happening here? What other crimes are occurring and how, how can we look for those crimes and try and prevent those crimes? So, 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 so let's talk about that then. So how would that would have stopped you if the home title lock would have existed at the time that you're going through all this in early 2001 through 2006, give or take, how like, it would have stopped you at the time? Like that's my worst nightmare. You know, <laughs> like, like that, to, cause to me, that's like, it's the difference between breaking into a house where nobody's home and there's no alarm system and breaking in and there's an alarm system. <laughs> like that's, that's the, your worst nightmare is you're inside the house and the alarm system goes off. Uh, so what would happen is I would transfer your title, home title lock would would be notified that that transfer occurred. They would contact you, the, the customer, and say, did you sell your house? Did you transfer your title? You'd say, of course, no, absolutely not. They contact the police, the uh, federal authorities get involved or the local police get involved. Now they have a chance to get me. They have a chance to catch me. Like It's my worst nightmare to be caught in the middle of the scam. By the time 
I don't mind the homeowner finding out what's happened, but I want to be long gone. That's the great thing about this scam from a criminal perspective. I can do all of this damage and it's, you don't, the homeowner doesn't even know anything's wrong until months later when they're being foreclosed on. Three months, four months later, now the foreclosure process starts. I'm long gone with the money. And you don't even have to be, I would assume you don't even have to be in the same area. I mean, in regards no, to- you could you could do it over, you, you could do it. Like to me, I typically like to go out and see the property, um, but I also would borrow from institutions. You, you have to think a lot of times, like I would get, I would get hard money lenders to lend me money on the properties, but there are other times I would go to the bank. So I, the bank would come and send an appraiser out, look at the entire property and give it, give an appraisal and then lend $250,000 on the property. And then I, I'd go to multiple banks and do it at the same time. Uh, you know, all of these are things that, that monitoring would stop, but you know, it wasn't really a thing then. Like people, there, the service wasn't available. People don't didn't have it then. The system wasn't developed at that time. So it was just impossible to stop me then. Uh, and now, you know, now it's there's something out there that actually, and, and that's why I love the company. That's why I love the service is because there was just, it's just like they figured out like this, this, I remember I used to say when I was in prison, like worst, the worst case scenario is I get out of prison. I'll just commit fraud. I'll just do it again. Uh, well, I mean, then, that's, that's almost a question to ask there because I, that's how does that feel? How does it feel that you were doing this at one particular point? And then now you're kind of helping people in regards of not getting caught d- doing this or better saying, you know, not being stuck in the whole process. So how's your general feeling of one day you're doing it, you're gone for 13 years. Of course, I'm, I'm sure you learned everything that you needed to do lesson wise and all that. And now you're back out and all of a sudden now you're helping this not to occur to other people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Obviously, it, it's it's a good feeling, you know. I feel like I, I don't have a job anymore, but um, you know, like don't, I, I mean, don't say that too loud. You don't want. I don't have a my fallback <laughs> plan. My fallback back plan has been eliminated um, to a degree, but you know, not everybody has the service. Everybody should have it, but they don't. And you know, it, it's 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 a good feeling. It's a look. I sleep better at night. You know, it's does it make sense? You know, it's right. it's. It's, it's nice to not be looking over your shoulder necessarily or be concerned. And, and so it's a good feeling to be able to do the commercials and come on shows like yours. And, and, you know, it's just, it's the right thing to do. And you doing the wrong thing is what led me to prison. And I had a friend that used to say, you can't continue, you can't go to prison, continue to behave the, the same way that got you to prison, get released and not expect to come back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I can, under, I can understand that, especially if you said that the FBI was the one that found you. That means federal prison. And that does not sound like a good time, even if it was state prison. But I, I get it. I definitely get it. Well, Matt, I really do appreciate you actually coming on to the show today. Sure. I, I appreciate you having me on. Want more of the Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any 
any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.